Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. This might be the best Bloodline segment we've ever seen so far. And I don't say that lightly, because the Bloodline stuff has been fantastic. Pretty consistently, apart from that whole chunk where it wasn't. But if we ignore that, pretty consistently great. I'm Chopper Usi Quinnell. I'm joined by Tempest Usi. Usi Tempest? Usi Tempest. We'll go with that. Usi Tempest. Usi Tempest. Uh, welcome to the Rust Stop Podcast Review of Smackdown and Rampage. Uh, Rampage-ish. We'll talk about that more later. Uh, and uh, this video is sponsored by Incogni. Uh, press the link at the top of the description. Uh, the first 100 people that click that link get 20% off Incogni. Incogni helps protect your data from dickheads online. Uh, we'll talk about it a little bit more after the opening talking point here. But the first thing I want to say, first off, send in your ultra chats at russeltalk.com forward slash support because I'm sure you have things to say because we do. Sure do. Right. This opening bit of SmackDown was phenomenal. It was so great from start to finish. Brilliant television. Oh, just absolutely wonderful. We'll, we'll go through the whole thing first. So it started off, I think they've got new theme music for SmackDown. Interesting. Because when they opened it, they, they didn't do like an intro package or anything. But normally when they say welcome to SmackDown, they normally have the, are you ready for a good time playing in the background. But this time they just had a different song and I was like... Are we not ready for a good time anymore? That's we got good. A good time. Yeah, but uh, that's good. I don't like that song for the SmackDown theme. Uh, we started off the show one with a match. Thumbs up, and that is the Brawling Brutes versus Sami Zayn and Solo Sokoa. Uh, Brawling Brutes have their own theme song as well, outside mm -hmm. of Sheamus now as well. I like it. I think it's good. Suits them. Nice. Um, they have a little backstage bit with Sami Zayn telling Jey Uso to bring the energy, get involved in the match. Because Roman Reigns is on his way to SmackDown, and the thing that he needs to see more than anything is the four of us raising our hands together at the end. So, no, Jay, Jay's like, oh, I bet you want to tell me not to get involved. He's like, no, 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 the opposite. Get involved. Please get involved in this match. Which is great, because it paid off in the match. Um, then we got the match itself, which I thought was pretty good. Mm -hmm. uh, it was nice. I, uh, as, a, as a quick side point, 
I think they've done. I've, I've mentioned this before. They've done a, a really good job with Solo Sokoa. Yes. Um. So far, and I really like that. For a period of time, whenever you had like an NXT call up or a debut or whoever, everyone had to go on like an undefeated streak for a while. And, like, they were always positioned as, like, oh, they're unstoppable. And some people felt, like, a little too unstoppable a lot of times. Solo Sokoa, while not having lost, aside from, like, in this match, in tag matches and stuff, I think that he's he doesn't feel unbeatable. He just feels very good. Yes. He's, like, a really solid upper mid-carder, which I think is a great spot for him to be in from the from the get-go, right off the bat. And they've done a really good job with him. It's, it's good. Big fan. Um... Jay also got involved in this match, but not when Sami Zayn wanted him to. Uh, Butch was up top, going to do a, a top rope move to, to Sami. A little bit of distraction involved. And Sami looked like he was going to get up. And then he was like, no, wait, I can lure him in. Got back onto the mat and was like, yeah, come on, come on, come on. Waiting for Butch to do something. And that's when Jay Uso pulled him out of the ring to protect Sami from the move that Butch was going to do. And again, you can totally see the motivations of both characters here. Sami Zayn uh -huh. is like, why did you pull me out there? I had that, man. I was going to do something. And Jay's like, look, I'm protecting you from the move. that You wanted me to get involved in the match. Love this character work. So, so good. Ridge Holland then takes him out on the outside. They start arguing the outside. Takes him on the outside. Sami gets back in the ring and Butch rolls up Sami and they lose. I like it. Uh -huh. I like this a lot. This is very good. And then things get astronomically phenomenal out of this right after the match i like this little bit that i think a lot of people have glossed over right after the match sammy Zayn and jay uso get into a little bit of an argument right they're like shouting at each other and then without words everyone else just shows their alignment in this whole yep. thing solo sokoa steps in between sammy Zayn and jay uso and stares down jay uso he's on sammy's side mm -hmm. and then really interestingly jimmy uso spins jay uso around and stares down his brother like what are you doing, man? Doesn't say anything, but just stares him down like, what are you doing? Jimmy's also on Sammy's side. Everyone is against Jey Uso, which I think is, this only lasted like a few seconds, this mm -hmm. little interaction of, of stare downs. But I think it's really important in the dynamic of everybody here, especially with what happened afterwards. This was all fantastic. Then Roman Reigns came out and I was like, oh boy, I'm excited. Apart from the bit where Michael Cole said, daddy's here to sort out the children. I was like, don't say that. But I was still very excited. Now, I know I realize I've been talking the entire time. And no, you, haven't, you haven't said anything yet. But, uh, I'm getting the facts out of, the, but out of the way first. Hot dog this segment. Roman Reigns comes out. They had an awkward ad break inserted here, but whatever. Roman Reigns doesn't even look back at the rest of them. He's standing with his back to the rest of the bloodline, just looking where the hard cam is. Does his whole acknowledge me thing and just says, right. You two, doesn't turn around, but just says, you two, and everyone knows who he's talking about. You need to air everything because I want this fixed now. Sami Zayn then picks up the mic, says, I mean, look, I've always liked you, Jay. I don't know what I've done to offend you. Don't know what I did wrong. I don't know why. Like, you know, Solo's on board with me. Jimmy's on board with me. The Tribal Chief is on board with me. I don't know what I've done to offend you, but I'm sorry for whatever I did. I just want this behind us, whatever it is. And it offers a handshake. Pretty, like, mature. Really good. Yeah. Really good. Jey Uso takes his time debating whether he wants to take this handshake or not. Doesn't. Gets a mic and then says, Sammy, you got two seconds to get that out of my face. Then gets fired up and, and is shouting 
kind of towards Sammy, kind of just like half at the crowd kind of thing. And it's like, nobody in this group's like you. Uh, nobody in this group likes you. You're not family. You're a fake ooze. I've bled for this family because these are my blood. You aren't blood. How can you be part of the bloodline when you're not blood? Mm -hmm. I'm like, okay. I can then you can see where he's coming yeah, from. I can, I can understand it. I get it. Sami Zayn then comes back and says, look, man, I just want peace. The tribal chief said he wants peace. <laughs> and Jay Uso, in arguably the line of the segment, if we're discounting the other one that broke everyone later, says, I don't give a damn what the tribal chief said. And instantly everyone goes, oh, no, you can't say that, Jay. And instantly, Roman Reigns has just kind of been standing there, just kind of mulling in his own thing, kind of head down. As soon as he said that, his head just snaps upwards and he looks down the camera. And you hear the crowd just go, oh, because everyone just like this ripple out from this of everyone just being like, uh-oh. And the crowd start chanting, you effed up, you mm -hmm. effed up. Very, very slow turnaround from Reigns as he stares down Jay. You can see like Sammy's off at the side like, uh-oh, Jay, Jay's messed up. And despite everything, Sammy then sticks up for Jay. Yeah. And says, look, man, like he didn't mean that. You know, he's been through a lot. He's going through a lot. He didn't mean that, right? And you can hear Jay off mic be like, didn't mean that. I didn't mean that. And he's like struggling to, you know, the, the way that Jay Uso has acted in the past, he kind of like shuts down a little bit. He's like, no, I didn't mean, didn't mean that. And, like, you know, kind of withdraws within himself. <laughs> and then Sammy Zayn says, he's just, he hasn't, lately he hasn't been feeling very oozy. And everyone dies laughing. The crowd starts laughing. Roman starts laughing. Jay starts laughing. Everyone breaks in the segment. I found it hilarious. And you could argue that maybe it robbed some of the emotion out of the segment because it was supposed to be very serious. But also, it's really funny, so I don't mind. It was so good. Uh, <laughs> I've written it when I was, oh god, they're breaking. This is a mess. Um, but then Roman Reigns comes to Jay Uso and says, if you can't find your inner Usi, I'm going to do something you're not going to like. And I'm going to take the honorary out of the honorary Usi. We'll make him an Usi and we'll rename him Sammy Uso. Crowd start chanting, Sammy Uso. And the segment ends. Oh, I love all of this so much. This is the... I'm going to... I have so many thoughts, but I will hand it to you because I have just spoken for about 10 minutes. Hot diggity dog. Oh, this, this is everything that I want out of wrestling soap opera storytelling. Mm, yeah. You know, like, yes, I, I love my wrestling stories. Very like legitimate sports based, that sort of thing. New Japan from the mid 2010s and that, that, all that jazz. This is just, it is the perfect Perfect version of this type of wrestling. Mm. Done to perfection yeah. by everyone involved. Yeah. It was just a masterful piece of television. So compelling. Mm -hmm. And it's everything that we have spoken about about this segment or about this storyline over the last like couple months since the Sami Zayn involvement really sort of picked up. Because you get to see every single person's viewpoint on it without it having to be past the mic. This person does the promo mm -hmm. past the mic. This person talks, you get subtlety, mm -hmm. you get nuance. Mm -hmm. 
it's brilliant stuff. It is. Like when I did my Roman Reigns video a year ago and I was talking about Jimmy Uso and when he was at odds with Roman Reigns and he's calling out Cesaro and everything. Meanwhile, in the background, you see Paul Heyman and Roman Reigns and Jey Uso all making faces and it's not in your face. It's subtle storytelling. Mm-hmm. It was that amplified by 10 in yeah. this segment. Because you know how every single person is feeling without it having to be over-the-top melodrama wrestling. Yeah. It was just so good. It's absolutely captivating. Captivating is a great word Mm. for it. Yeah. Like, I was hanging on every moment of this. Mm -hmm. They have unbelievably rehabbed the image of Roman Reigns through the Tribal Chief character Mm -hmm. this storyline every part of what they've done with roman reigns to get him to where he is now where he is just the mob boss where you do not want to make the mob boss mad and you then get the sense of dread when his Mm -hmm. music comes out and s is about to hit the fan Mm -hmm. and that's real yeah That gives these matches all stakes without titles having to be on the line, without it having to be a championship contenders match, a number one contenders match, any of that. It's just wins and losses mattering because you don't lose Mm -hmm. if you're in this group. Yeah. It is everything that I want out of this. It's so, it's so perfect everything is so perfect about this i i lost my mind on the one line of i don't give a damn what the tribal chief thinks not just because it's a great line and it was a great delivery from jay and everything but it's the fact i i reveled in that moment so much because i knew that everyone in the crowd understood immediately the consequences of that line yes and everyone understood that like one Roman's going to be mad, but also, oh, what is Jay going to get kicked out right now? Like, what's what's going to be the repercussions mm-hmm. of this? What's Roman going to do? How does this affect Sammy? Like, the crowd isn't just thinking of a superficial, like, oh, that was a good line. Right. They're thinking about like what's the consequence? What's going to be the fallout of this line? And that it was that moment where I was just like, because this sort of like insubordination of mm-hmm. Roman Reigns hasn't really been seen yet aside from when roman is trying to get people into the group with like the jay and jimmy uh, storyline initially them like going against what roman says hasn't really been seen yet so for jay to then come out and say i don't give a damn what the tribal chief thinks is probably what he really thinks Mm -hmm. this is the first time we've seen the old jay uso pre-roman reigns jay uso there's like a little glimpse of the old jay uso that's in there that actually doesn't want to serve roman reigns who we remember was forced into this position as part of uh the the uh tribal chief and 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 Samoan dynasty and everything all of that story he was forced into it because roman attacked jimmy that was the breaking point for jay that was the reason he said i quit and he joined like the uh the bloodline was because of that and we're seeing the first 
instance of the old Jay Uso that's still under there being like, I don't actually want to be here. And it comes out in these moments of anger to be like, actually, I don't care. I'm too amped up right now. I don't care what you have to say. And then reality hits and you go, oh, I shouldn't have said that out loud, should I? And it's just, there's so many layers upon layers to all of the things that happen in this story. And it is so perfect at every single turn. I cannot get over it. And I say this in my edited review, which is going to be coming out later today. I say that, like, I flip-flop between this and the MJF story as what is my favorite story in wrestling. Because every time I see a segment between either one of them, I'm like, that's my favorite. I'll see a new MJF segment and be like, that's my favorite story. I'll see a new Bloodline segment and go, that's my favorite. Oh, they're both so perfect. I love it so much. It was perfect. And we've spoken a lot about WWE and the way that things kind of were under Vince McMahon and the way that they put forth stories and the lack of stories sometimes where WWE was a company that was 100% focused on simply making moments. Yeah, what and moment? It, it wasn't a matter of you take this journey through this story and then at the end it pays off with this thing. It was more a sense of you watch the show in case a moment happens. Mm. We'll yeah. gift a moment to your favorite. Liv Morgan is not going to be built up to as Miss Money in the Bank. It's just like, well, she's going to get the moment and there's mm -hmm. your, there's a moment yep. and everyone pops and goes, yay. And you remember that moment, but there's no build up or falling action, that sort of thing. And things have changed now. This is the complete opposite yep. where the people are reacting to this moment. It's not because someone's just said a catchphrase. It's mm -hmm. not because it's a, a, a an entrance hitting and mm -hmm. oh, we get to see the, the star now. Mm -hmm. It's not someone hitting a finisher and you mm -hmm. pop for it. This is legitimately an audience of people watching a story unfold and hanging on every word of it. Yeah. Having followed this storyline, knowing what everything means, and then seeing new layers coming out like this Jey Uso thing. And it's just so wonderful. Mm -hmm. It's such captivating TV for us watching, for them in the audience. This is the sort of thing that I would be like, really wish I was in the building for that. Mm. And I yeah. don't ever feel that way about like WWE promo segments. Because there isn't that much more added to being like, hey, in the crowd, as opposed to watching a promo segment on TV, usually. Mm -hmm. This is absolutely the opposite. Yeah. Where I would love to just be sitting there amidst a crowd of people hanging on the words of these performers. Ooh, I loved this. Ugh, it was so, so wonderful. Genuinely, I wish everyone could have seen our reactions oh, that were God, separate because yeah. I didn't even get to see your reaction. You didn't just get to see mine. But when he says, I don't give a damn what the tribal chief thinks, and I'm not like on my phone, I'm not scrolling Twitter, I'm not doing any of that when this is all happening. Mm -hmm. I am I am captivated and he says that. And me sitting in my desk chair after the fact, the next day, even I'm still just... <gasps> <laughs> <laughs> this, 
This is a perfect segment. Yeah, mine, mine was very similar because I was also typing up notes at the same time as you often do. I'm trying to like I'm watching the show and I'm not looking at what I'm typing, but I'm just typing up like some of the the lines and stuff that I've got in front of me now, so I can reference them when we're on the podcast. And I was literally just watching the show and I just stopped typing after he said the line, and I literally like my jaw dropped and legitimately I had an actual out loud gasp. Went <gasps> as he said it, I was like, oh my god, mm-hmm. you can't get away with saying that. Wonderful stuff. We, Absolutely wonderful stuff. We keep saying, maybe I keep saying, but you know, that this storyline is so brilliant because it can go in any direction. Mm-hmm. And I will be surprised and not disappointed. Yeah. This is another example of it. 100%. At no, at no point did I think that Jay Uso was going to break and say that mm-hmm. on this show. And yet. Makes total narrative sense. Yep. Every bit of it works, mm-hmm. was done brilliantly. And this is where people say, like, the the debate over predictability in wrestling and everything. This is what people want. Mm. Yeah. Where you're hanging on it and you don't know what's going to happen next. And you can theorize and other options still make sense. But every turn of this story has made sense and has been great. Wonderful wrestling. This is absolutely perfect. And I, I think as well, what I really liked about this segment, aside from all the stuff we've already mentioned, is that little glimpse of the old Jay Uso that we saw. This is like the first instance of kind of like you see like, oh, there's babyface Jay Uso is still under there. Mm-hmm. Because in kind of the Jay Uso Sami Zayn conflict, Jay Uso has pretty much been the heel. Yes. Right? You can see his motivation. But he's being a dick about it. Mm-hmm. Sami Zayn, you're very much like, you know, an organic upswelling of support for Sami Zayn. You're like, no, he's just trying to take care of himself and he's doing good and he's being mature and he's just trying to get along with everyone and all that stuff. Jay Uso, you can see, has more of an ulterior motive and he's very much like, I don't want Sami here, I don't like him, etc. I want the fans to stop having this good time. Yes, exactly, know. yeah. He's always been kind of like the party pooper of the whole thing. But now this point, when he says, I don't give a damn what the Tribal Chief thinks, and Roman starts intimidating again, and Sammy starts sticking up for him, and you're like, you know, I wouldn't be opposed to a babyface Jey Uso turn. Like, mm-hmm. there's there's elements to this character where now you're like, oh yeah, I forgot that like the 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 way that Jey Uso was actually indoctrinated into this group and how he was manipulated into it, and the the babyface side of Jey's character is still there. It's just under all the layers of the heel stuff that he's been doing. But if they keep chipping away at that heel stuff and they expose the baby face underneath, that is just going to make for even more compelling television. It's just, I I cannot praise this stuff enough. Yeah. This is the best TV that I watch on a regular basis that has a weekly progressive story of a bunch of characters and I'm invested in every single one of them and I want to see all of them succeed mm-hmm. which won't happen and I'm going to be heartbroken whatever way it goes but it's going to be great and I'm on for the ride I love it I love it I love it yep I, I think I think you've basically said it there but I also my last point on this because we have spent half the show talking about the one segment and to be fair it's not a lot else to talk about some stuff but yeah. this is the main bit of the show There had been debate, as there often is, about who's going to dethrone Roman Reigns eventually. Mm -hmm. And I think for the last little while, the most popular theory has been 
Sami Zayn, mm-hmm. the one that most people would like to see most. Yes. And still do. But this segment has gotten me to immediately come around on the idea of being like, they could legitimately have Jey Uso win the Universal title and beat 100%. Roman Reigns. Yeah. Where and, you go from there, I have no idea. Yeah. But that moment of dethroning would be phenomenal. That would be probably the best long-term story WWE will have maybe ever told. Yeah. In terms That's of That's insane. That is a nutty statement to make mm-hmm. because we were talking about this in the office today about where this kind of ranks and how far back do you have to go to find something on the level of this. Now, of course, you have to kind of play with the fact that for a year it was just Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns and you take that chunk of things out of there. Yep. But since Sami Zayn was integrated into the group and the stuff before that, more or less the Thunderdome era, you, you have those two running threads of the actual story taking place here. That, to me, is... Just as good, if not better, than the Chris Jericho, Shawn Michaels 2008 rivalry that is still maybe my favorite WWE storyline ever. And you go back further than that to like narratives, like as opposed to just Austin McMahon, great rivalry, went on forever, etc. As far as like a story being told, mm-hmm. I don't know what beats this it's like batista's evolution rise is up there Mm -hmm. the mega powers exploding and even Mm -hmm. still people don't necessarily like that because randy savage is absolutely in the right and hulk hogan's dickhead but my word we are getting into the absolute highest tier of wwe storytelling as far as the main roster goes this is like unbeatable right now yeah yeah god I don't have too much else to say. It's amazing. If you haven't seen it, please go and watch it. It's the best. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Let's get into some of your ultra chats here. Let's see what you guys think about this stuff. Send in uh, send in your ultra chats at wrestletalk.com forward slash support. It's going to read out all the ones that are five US dollars and up by the time the show goes off the air. Charles Berg says, question for Pete. Did I ruin Roman's theme for you at all? No. Uh, nobody could keep a straight face in that segment. And I think what really tipped Jay over the edge was Sammy's off mic line of, it gets us all sometimes. I love character breaks. They are pure joy. That's great. Everybody, yeah. everybody just—you can't feel oozy every year. <laughs> you can't be a hundred percent oozy. Yeah. Come on, now you gotta have some down days. Uh, Richard Johnny Pele says, uh, "I'm pretty sure the reason the bloodline were all laughing is because oozy uh, is a swear word in Tongan. All Polynesians knew this, so I'm, I guess hearing the crowd unknowingly chant a curse word would have made them break." That's a interesting tidbit. Yeah. Layers, huh? Layers, layers. Yeah, much like the story. Uh, Rob Buck says, uh, so anyone else feeling oozy? Uh, best segment in a long time for me, including the breaking of Jay as he tried to keep serious. By God, what a time to be a WWE fan. Have, has one man been more responsible for the breaking of character in others than Sami Zayn? I don't think so. Between this and like, there's the other time where they're in the back and he's mm-hmm. talking with Roman and Jay's just in the back and he's just like, <laughs> yeah. God, Jay trying to cover up his laugh in this segment was so funny. Because at one point, he was just kind of burying his head in his hands and just covering his mouth. Then at one point, he tried to turn away from the camera. And Roman was like, no, 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 come back. And had to like shoulder Jay to come back into the segment. And he was like, I don't want to be back. My face is, I'm laughing. Eyes. Uh, That's brilliant. Very funny. Uh, Dave Donaldson said, uh, does the fact they keep breaking character take anything away from the story? I love Sammy's promos. I just felt it undercut the seriousness of what Jay had just said about Roman. Keep up the good work. LIW444 life. There's an argument to be made that it undercuts some of the, the seriousness and the emotion of that. There is also an argument to be made. And this is probably just me saying this because I love the story so much that you could argue that Sammy was trying to be a little bit tongue-in-cheek to ease some of roman's anger you could totally make the argument that sammy was trying to be a little bit like jokey just to like lighten the mood lighten the mood a little bit trying to cut the tension a little bit yeah 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 if you want to make that argument he succeeded he did he lightened the mood yeah because things were tense they sure were i i understand the argument and i i wouldn't necessarily like i don't i wouldn't hear somebody say that and be like no you're wrong yeah but if you want to, you know, make make your own rationalizations for, for things, it doesn't bother me. Yeah. Uh, Jonathan Hedburn's been a member for 15 months in a row. Uh, this was brilliant. I loved every second of this. May I suggest uh, changing Ultra Chats to Uzi Chats? <laughs> <laughs> Have a great weekend. Thank you so much, Jonathan Hedburn. And as of right now... The SmackDown Ultra Chats are now the Uzi Chats. We'll make that official. 
Uh, I'm making an executive decision. It's Luke's channel, but I'm making the call. Um, we'll do the uh, the rest of the Ultra Chats later. Um, uh, keep sending those into russeltalk.com forward slash support. Uh, but before we get into the rest of the show, we have to say thank you to this streams slash videos sponsor, Incogni. Incogni have been sponsors of ours uh, before. They also help uh, over on series like Monday Night War. They're a sponsor of that series as well. And they're great. We would highly recommend that people use this amazing service because what Incogni do is uh, your data is quite easily accessible online by a lot of bad companies who want to kind of like uh, take that data and see it and stuff like there's so much different data about like your name and date of birth and all, all that stuff that you want to keep kind of private. Companies can access that and take it and distribute it up, uh, elsewhere. And don't you, want that. You, you don't want that. And you have a right to be able to take that information down and away from these companies. Problem is, that takes forever. You have to go to individual things. So it's a whole process. It's bad. What Incogni does is does it on your behalf. So all you have to do is run Incogni and you can just sit and watch like a progress bar of all the stuff coming in and all the, all the different places that your data is being taken down from. It's wonderful. Um, would highly recommend the service. Uh, a lot of us use it in the Russell Talk Parts of Unknown offices and, and such. Uh, so please use it. Uh, if you click the link at the top of the description, the first 100 people to click that link will get 20% off Incogni. It's incogni.com slash WT podcast. It's important. Your date is really important. Protect it. That's the idea. Thanks Incogni for sponsoring this video. Go check them out. Much appreciated. Heck yeah. Support the channel. Support the channel and support Incogni. Let's talk about the rest of SmackDown. Uh, so after that brilliant opening little bit, uh, we got Maximum Male Models versus New Day. New Day won. Not much to it. Not much to it. But it's good to have New Day have some wins, yes. presumably because they're going to go after the tag titles. Yes. Good. Solid. Sonya Deville was backstage and she said that uh, Liv Morgan won't be doing the open challenge because she's crazy. And then Liv Morgan attacked her because she's crazy. Cool. Saw this segment already. Yep. It's fine. It's fine. Braun Strowman did a solid promo, just mm -hmm. saying that, you know, I, people, I, I like that they referenced Braun Strowman's past and they showed little clips of him tipping over very big things and said, look, I've done all that stuff because I like the challenge. There's no bigger challenge than Omos. And uh, I really like that stuff. But people have seen me succeed on challenges they think I couldn't. And people are going to see me succeed against Omos. Yep. It's good. It is as close to getting me to want to see this match as you are going to get. And I still don't want to, but it's they tried, mm -hmm. and it was not bad. They gave it a good college try. Exactly, yeah. Uh, we then had Ronda Rousey's open challenge for the SmackDown women's title. Uh, I don't know why they insist on Ronda cutting promos so much, but hey-ho. Um, the open challenge was answered by a returning Emma. Neat. Haven't, haven't seen her in five years in WWE. That's cool. Um, good for her. Yeah. I'm glad that she's back. I'll also say that I think her run as Tennille Dashwood has kind of like really helped like legitimize her. Mm -hmm. Not that she was like bad or anything before, but just kind of that run has made people go like, no, she's a good wrestler. And then when she comes back, people go, oh, cool. She's a good wrestler. Mm -hmm. And you could see like the effects of her having like trained up more and gotten a lot more experience in this match because I thought she looked really good here. Mm -hmm. She had a really smooth transition into the tarantula on the ropes, which looked real cool. Um, 
Yeah, I just thought this was a really solid match. It was good. Ronda won in the end, but it was good stuff. Yeah. And she had to cheat. She raked her eyes behind the referee's back. Cool. My, my, I don't know why. Well, I know why. It's because it's Ronda Rousey. But I will never think that it is not funny when I see someone in a Ronda Rousey ankle lock and they're like, ooh, uh, ooh, trying to, trying to. You will last two seconds. <laughs> now, granted, Shawn Michaels sat in Kurt Angle's ankle lock for a half hour at WrestleMania. Yeah. yeah. So, like, it's wrestling. But anytime I see an actual UFC fighter lock in a real legitimate hold, it's like, it's, it's silly. You should be tapping out it's right silly. now. It's silly. Yeah. <laughs> I can't look at this and not think that it's funny. Yeah. And then also, when she then locks in the arm bar and then just bends the arm the way that it's supposed to bend. Mm -hmm. That's how it works. That's how it works. That's how muscles hurt the most when mm -hmm. they bend how they're supposed to bend. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, it's funny. I think, my thoughts on Emma, I'm really happy to see her back mm -hmm. because I think that this is a big uh, addition to the SmackDown women's division. I agree. 100%. Like, they need more people on the brand that can have good matches and just be in the mix. I think Emma is one of those that can slot in at any point and doesn't need to be, like, it's not Sasha Banks coming back where it's immediate, like, has to be in the title picture, is one of the top stars in the division. Emma is more kind of upper middle third. She's the solo Sokoa of the, <laughs> of the SmackDown women's division. It's just like she can step up to the main and be legitimate yeah. and be a contender, but doesn't have to be, mm. is more a role player in this division, I feel like. Yeah. And I think yeah, that... she loves D&D. She's a good yeah, role player. Of course. Yeah. This guy. I, I, I like this edition very much. Uh, my only negative thing is I think Tennille Dashwood is a much better ring name than yeah. Emma. Yeah, I was really hoping that it wasn't going to be just Emma. Mm -hmm. I was hoping they'd like play on it. It'd be like Emma Dashwood or something like that, just to like combine them or make because Emma feels very like 2010s. Yeah, diva. You know, when, when like, everyone yeah. just had to have a one name yeah. name. Yeah, every woman that came into WWE was just mm -hmm. Naomi, Cameron. Yeah. Caitlin. Caitlin. Yeah. Etc. Maxine. <laughs> but Ooh. that being said, I'm happy to see her back. Yes, me this, too. This was my other positive of the show. Yes, I agree. Uh, I will also say that the camera work kind of betrayed the psychology of the match a little bit in that she tried to hit her little corner splash twice, mm -hmm. failed, and hit it the third time, but it was during when they were showing a replay. And I was like, that's supposed to be like a big spot in the match. Yeah. But, ah, well. It's Kevin it's Dunn. It's fine. Can't expect anything from Kevin. Dunn. Hey, we got to talk about the bloodline some more. Jey Uso and Paul Heyman were backstage. And Jey Uso's like, hey man, I really think Roman Reigns should be, we should be focusing on Logan Paul. Like, I think Roman Reigns is not paying enough attention to him. And Paul Heyman's like, I agree with you. Like, yeah, I'm, 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 I'll, I'll try and see if Roman will listen to reason from the wise man. Um, and he's like, you know, always got your back, all that stuff. So that's a nice, uh, an extra wrinkle to the dynamic of the bloodline. Paul Heyman is actually still kind of on Jay's side in mm -hmm. this sort of thing. That's good. I'm a big fan. Um, so yeah, so he said later on he's going to try and speak to Roman. I liked it. Uh, we then had... Okay, hold on. So we had... Legendo del Fantasma versus Hit Row and partner, sort of. 
because what we did have was actually Legado del Fantasma had the entrance. Then we had an ad break. Then we had a backstage segment where uh, Shayna Baszler uh, choked out Natalia and joined Ronda Rousey in a, in a duo. I like that. That's good. That that last sentence was, was uh, yeah. good. Yeah. I cannot take Natalia seriously. Me neither, but... How we the end result is good. You're so. the luckiest because you didn't have to fight me, the person that you beat the entire summer. <laughs> Honestly, I was not listening to her promo. <laughs> I was just focusing on Shayna. So we had the Legato entrance. We had an ad break. We had that backstage segment. We then had a recap of Hit Row and Legato and how we got to this match. Then we had Hit Row's entrance. They revealed their mystery partner to be Shinsuke Nakamura. Well, which, of course. Interesting. Oh, Sure. It's fine, I guess. He's got swagger. Yeah. Then we had another ad break. Then we had the actual match. Sort it out. I Pacing. thought we'd fix this. I thought we were past this, gang. It's like they do it like once a week. Like just in the yeah, middle yeah, of the yeah. show, they just like chop things up out of order. And otherwise it's fine. Otherwise they've mostly fixed this issue. Mm -hmm. But it's like every once in a while, it's like they still slip it in there. And I was just yeah. like, no, 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 no. You don't. You do not get one. Fix that. Fix that. Yes. Uh, but uh, another thing I didn't quite like on this one as well was during Legato's el entrance, uh, Michael Cole said to Wade Barrett, "So Barrett, tell us about this new group, Legato del Fantasma. What do we need to know?" And during him describing what you need to know about Legato del Fantasma and Zelina Vega in this new group, it cuts and splices in. It's like Bray Wyatt promo tonight. Ooh, spooky. And then cuts back. And he's like, and that's why you should care about Legato del Fantasma. It's like, you shouldn't cut that off. No. I like the idea of putting that in the show. Don't put it here. Right. Because you are supposed to actually listen to that. You're cutting off something that is important information rather than something that's pointless. Yes. It, you're supposed to help get this group over and that's not helping. They're not very good at doing the, hey, we're, we gotta talk now because there's a Bray Wyatt thing happening with the commentary thing. Yeah. Let's ad lib or mm -hmm. or whatnot for like 30 seconds yeah, and make it with Michael Cole. Yeah, and, yeah. and make it not obvious that mm -hmm. that's what we're doing yeah so i prefer this idea of what they're doing where it's just splice it in over a line of commentary but it was the wrong line yes i agree yeah you shouldn't have done it when you're trying to get over this new group mm -hmm. um but the match itself i thought was fine it was very quick hit row and shinsuke won would have rather Legato won. Bit of 50-50. Yeah. It's like, but that's okay, I guess. Yeah. Top Dollar did a cool thing mm -hmm. where he got very quickly up to the top rope and stood on it. And everyone was like, how'd you get up there? Big man move. Big man move. Yeah. It was cool. Yeah. After that, Roman Reigns and Paul Heyman were backstage. It's the last time we're talking about the bloodline on this show. Boo. Roman Reigns, once again, is not looking at Paul Heyman. It's... It's so simple, but damn it, it's so effective. Just don't look at who you're talking about. Mm -hmm. You maintain the power. So good. Heyman insists on showing him a clip of Logan Paul training. Roman Reigns blows it off like, why are you showing this to me? I don't care. And Heyman's like trying to put across him. He's like, what if he gets a lucky punch? And Reigns like, he's not going to. Shut up, Paul. He's not going to get a lucky punch. He was like, well, you know, I, I, I know a guy, I know a doctor at the, at the synagogue. I, I knew a doctor who knew a doctor who's Logan Paul's doctor. And he said, well, he's got steel plates in his fist from when he broke his hand one time. So if he gets that lucky punch, Roman Reigns is like, Paul, shut up. <laughs> he's not going to get a lucky punch. He's had two matches. He's had two matches, Paul. Which is very funny. And Heyman is like, 
I'm going to take my leave because he could sense Roman's anger and allows him to get away. I thought this was a really effective segment on multiple fronts. One, because it shows the dynamic between Reigns and Heyman a little bit more, which is good. It showed Reigns's reluctance to accept Logan Paul as a legitimate threat. So that's going to play into the story of the match at Crown Jewel, where Logan Paul will absolutely hit the one lucky punch for 100%. a near fall. And it's going to be pretty good, I would anticipate. Um, and it, it showed Heyman's awareness of Reigns' limits. Mm -hmm. Something where he can control himself and not push the line to make Reigns angry, whereas Jey Uso can't. And it's like the dynamic between them, I think, was really good. I would have changed one, one single thing about this segment. Mm -hmm. And because you left out a very key bit there. The oh, end, did I? Apologies. Where uh, Paul is, he, it's in response to Roman saying, he's had two matches, Paul, where Paul says, you know, yeah, it'll be his third match, but Brock Lesnar won the UFC title in his third match. And yeah. That's not to say that he's Brock Lesnar. That's not to say that you're not Brock Lesnar. And I know you beat Brock Lesnar at, at WrestleMania and at SummerSlam. I'm going to go. Yeah. I'm gonna, that bit. I would have had, similar to the opening segment where you say the one line and all of a sudden it's just like... Yeah. I would have had a very... He doesn't need to turn around or anything, but have Roman not be paying the most attention, but maybe just a... Yeah. Just like... It's good. You know what you said. Yeah. You know you said the wrong thing. You you said the name that we don't mention. Yeah. 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 That's good, yeah. I would have done something like that, but I mean... I'm not going to say that. It'll ruin the whole show. <laughs> Zero out of five. Oh, they, they, they messed it up. Oh. Yeah. That's good. Um, LA Knight and Ricochet had a little backstage promo. They'll have a good match. They'll have a match and it would probably be good. Karrion Cross then took on the young upstart, Madcap Moss. He's 33. Madcap Moss was on NXT with uh, Tino Sabatito. Tino, Tino, Tino Sabatelli? Yes. Yeah. They were on NXT together, mm. like, seven years ago. Mm. The young upstart, Madcap Moss. Um, Crikey. I cannot... Madcap Moss is, like, the most two-star performer, I think. <laughs> and not, in the, not only in the sense that he has, like, two-star matches, which he does, but everything about the look, the gear... This man needs a 100-point restoration mm. if I am meant to care about him. Yeah, that's fair. At least he told... I can't even say at least he told jokes. The jokes were worse. The I jokes were I hated, so much worse. I hated the jokes. So much worse than that. But at least I hated it. Now I'm just totally apathetic towards yeah. it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, he got in a lot of offense on this match against Karrion Cross. More than I expected him to get. Mm -hmm. But Cross won with some Scarlet Distraction. Um, I, I liked that in this case the Scarlet Distraction really works. Because the whole point was like, well, she can't do that in the Steel Cage match. Yeah. Apart from the fact she totally can because the distraction was her standing there, which she can do because the Steel Cage has holes in it. Whatever. Um, the story that they're trying to tell of the no distraction in the Steel Cage match, mm -hmm. it made sense to do a distraction thing here. Um, I like the fact that Karrion Cross uh, just hit the, the forearm on one and then after the match did the cross jacket and cut a promo while doing the cross jacket. I thought that was a nice That's little touch. That's an effective visual. It's a cool, like it's cool visual. I like it. Cut a promo on Drew McIntyre. Good. Thumbs up from me. Solid stuff. Then, cut backstage. Spray Wyatt backstage. What's he going to do? It's an ad break. This was okay. strange. That was weird. Yeah. Uh, we then get the rundown of matches for Crown Jewel. 
Rey Mysterio is backstage. He gets beaten up by Imperium. One chop. Match is going to be so good. I can't wait for that. I That's can't next week. wait. Uh, also, Liv Morgan versus Sonya Deville in a no DQ match next week. Cool. Cool. Then we had the main event segment, which was Bray Wyatt, who came out, did his full entrance. It's a long one. Uh, and then cut a promo being like, this is the real Bray Wyatt. There's no mask. There's no smoke and mirrors. This is the man, Bray Wyatt. Uh, my emotions don't work like others, you know? They're, sometimes they send me to another place, and sometimes I don't feel anything at all. Uh, but then he gets interrupted. Uh, cut to the Titantron, glitchy promo, classic stuff. Uncle Howdy character does the the kind of a little mask reveal. He's got a little, like, it's like almost like... Kind of like a Waluigi. <laughs> I was going to say Guy Fawkes, but yeah, sure. It's... I don't know. It's it's kind of jagged and yeah, sticking yeah, yeah. out. Yeah, it's kind of it's a Waluigi mustache. You're right. It kind of is. Uh, so Waluigi Howdy <laughs> uh, interrupted and kind of through like you know voice distortion and all that stuff said that he does wear a mask. That's a lie. Of course you wear a mask, and will never be able to hide from Uncle Howdy. And that was the show. I'm sure there's a lot more to it. It's hard to keep up, and also my tiny little brain doesn't know what's happening. So yeah. I'm, I'm interested to see what happens when he gets into an actual feud with someone or when he has to wrestle and how that takes shape. But I have no idea what this is all about. Not really. I just, I think it's kind of along the lines of what uh, Luke and I discussed on the content club that week, where it's a psychological version of, of the Fiend and, and, and Mr. Rogers Bray, where mm. it's Bray and, and his alter ego, but it's... It's much more kind of human than that, than here is the horror movie monster mm -hmm. and here yeah. is, you know, your daytime Mr. Rogers, you know, show host. Now it is human, actual guy Bray Wyatt and some other cracked out version of his personality. Mm -hmm. And I also think I could, like, I I would have hoped that when we saw the the return a few weeks ago that by this point I would have gotten just a little tidbit more than what we've gotten so far. Like I, I, I need a little bit more to get like excited to see the next one. I'm just kind of like, ah, I gotta wait another week. Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah. It's a, it's a slightly different feeling. I'm still interested. I still want to see what this is going to be, but I'm not like, Oh man, see that segment. Yeah. Yeah. And, but this does kind of say to me that at least it, it's not a different person. It is mm -hmm. another one of Bray Wyatt's personas. Yeah. Um, this kind of confirmed that to me, at least. That's, that's why I'm reading from it. But. Yeah. And I, I want to also make the point that I like that they are taking this slow. Mm -hmm. You know, I like that because we said that it would be really cool if, like, he doesn't have a match until, like, wrestlemania or something like that or the royal rumble like have his first in-ring bit be entering the royal rumble and have there be some weird thing happening there or just build it until wrestlemania i don't have a problem with them taking this slow i just need the content of these little bits to just be a little bit juicier i think the like the progress that we saw with the firefly fun firefly funhouse segments when they first started I think that progression was a lot more easier to digest because it was something a little bit more every week. And it went for like, what, nine, ten weeks, however long it mm -hmm. was, up until the build to, to SummerSlam. 
And especially because they weren't in ring segments either. They were just backstage segments. And you go, have you seen the Firefly Funhouse segment this week? Mm -hmm. Oh, you've got, got to watch this thing. Whereas with these ones, I'm kind of coming away just like, all right, what's next? Rather than like, a, I can't wait to see what's next. It's like, mm -hmm. If it's the uh, main event segment, it yeah. needs to be a little bit more. Exactly, yeah. Um, so I think that's maybe why I'm, a, I'm I'm not down on it. I still very much am interested yeah. in it, but it's just not quite fulfilling the expectation of what I wanted to see out of this character yet. Mm -hmm. But there's still time. It's still early. It's still early. We've got time. Um, uh, so, yeah, that was SmackDown. I thought that, look, the first half an hour of this show, was incredible the rest of it was all right the M emma came back that's cool yeah i'd say this is a four out of five show mm -hmm. mainly based off the back of the thing being awesome yeah good movie <laughs> yeah and a good board game <laughs> and a good board game yeah yeah no I, I i agree i think that if the the rest of like the rest of smackdown was pretty pedestrian mm. you know it was just I won't recommend like any other matches on the show for people to go out of their way to see. Yeah. If they were a little bit better, like if everything else was bumped up, like if they were, if the two out of five matches were a three out of five match, like they don't need to be mind blowing incredible. But if they were all like real good, I would say this is like a five out of five show. I agree. It's just, yeah. The rest of the show is kind of like a three. And then this is like a, an easy five out of five oh, segment. Yeah. Yeah. And they just kind of meet in the middle with like a, a nice high four. Yeah. Um, so shall we talk about Rampage Tempest? Sort of. Sort of. Yeah. Because what we realized this week is that we didn't really want to review Rampage. Partly because I ran out of time today. So I didn't really have that much time to watch the show. But also because... Tempest has some thoughts and feelings on Rampage as a whole. So we thought we'd just let him do that because there wasn't anything to this show. Goddamn nothing on this Rampage. Absolutely nothing. I would rather watch Dark. <laughs> Genuinely, I'd rather watch the YouTube show because you'd get a load of matches. My friends were on Dark a few weeks ago. Isaiah Brown going up against Lance Archer. I trained with him. He beat me up in the Quizlemania thing. He was on Dark. That was cool. I really enjoy Dark a lot of the time because, again, you get to see a big old bunch of wrestlers get time to wrestle that you normally don't get a chance to see. Why is Rampage formerly the second best wrestling show of the week? And boy, has it dropped off a cliff. Why has this been relegated to the bottom of the barrel ongoing AEW storylines? Mm -hmm. Why is this where we have to sit through whatever Matt Hardy is doing with Ethan Page and Stokely Hathaway? Why is this where we have to see Ty Mello and Sammy Guevara's intergender uh deal that they've got going on where we have to see them facing like the ortiz and ruby sohos of the aew roster yeah why is this what we're being given on this show where is miro <laughs> where is ricky starks yeah where are half the people that everyone pops huge for every time they're on the show that are just gone 
I don't, have we seen Miro once since All Out? Has he been on this show? And before that, how many times did he wrestle since coming back against Johnny Elite? Like three times tops. I would have Miro wrestle on every single show. And he's just not there. Highly possible that the examples that I'm giving might be results of, of injuries, people healing up, that sort of thing. But they have such a deep roster. They have so many people that would be awesome on these shows. It was only a year ago that we were getting Brian Danielson versus Minoru Suzuki on this show. And I get it that this show doesn't get the viewership that Dynamite does, and you want to put your big matches on Dynamite. I get that. But for Christ's sake, you have the time to do both. You can have your big matches on Dynamite and have big matches on Rampage. What has happened here? Tony went out and said, like, we're all Rampage is really, we're going to put more effort into Rampage when the stars are coming back and everything. My guy, look at the depth of your roster. Why is it that we could not have gotten Malachi Black singles matches on Rampage every single week during the summer? Why did we not get Ray Phoenix versus Buddy Matthews on Rampage? Why did we not get Buddy Matthews wrestling matches <laughs> on this show? Why? Why could we not have seen Andrade El Idolo wrestling matches every week? Why? In, they, it doesn't have to be one guy or the other. You can literally do any of these names that I've mentioned that a lot of people get fed up with not having TV time. A lot of people seemingly are upset. Book them in matches. You've got an hour show that is just nothing right now. Would you like to very quickly just run through the matches that Crikey. happened on this show? Like just, just lightning speed just list off what happened on this show john moxley was in the opener and he is your world champion yes and i know that he was filling in for wheeler yuda who wrestled matt menard here wheeler yuda gets double booked for this in a new japan show i get it it made the match pretty much nothing because you can't have comedy guy of the of jericho appreciation society working over your world champion for too long i get that that's your opening match. John Moxley wins. Matt Menard gets in very little offense. Only when he does, it, it, it's when Angelo Parker's getting involved and distracting and all that stuff. They set up Lee Moriarty versus Moxley for next week. That's cool. I'm looking forward to that match. They've got Jay doing a backstage bit. They've got Ty Mello versus Madison Rain in a match that not a single person in that audience cared about or paid to see. And shout out to them. I think they're both fine workers. But like, holy God, Madison Rain did a top rope cutter in this match. And it's just a near fall in the, in the middle of this nothing rampage match. This pay-per-view finish for like a, a top rope RKO was just, no, nah, he just did it. It's just nothing. That, what? <laughs> what? Ty Mello wins with a tie KO. Inconsequential match. Keith Lee beats Serpentico in 10 seconds. Why can we not get Keith Lee in 15, 20 minute matches on Rampage every week? It would be great. I'd love to see it. Regardless, they didn't even get an acclaimed rap 
They came out and didn't do a rap, so you don't even have that to look forward to. Swerve is in the back. He's ripping off Billy Gunn's fingernails with pliers or something. He's got him hostage. He's torturing him with pliers. We'll see. You rip off the fingers that can't do this anymore, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You go to the main event. Your main event is Matt Taven, my favorite wrestler, against Wardlow. It's fine. They do a really dumb spot where Mike Bennett rings the ring bell at just a random point in the match where Matt Taven's starting to work over Wardlow's leg. And this is not when Wardlow's got Matt Taven in a hold and thus you ring the bell to make him relinquish the hold early because he thinks he's won psychology in it. No, they just rang the bell and everyone went, huh? Oh, all right, moving on. And they just continued what they were doing. Nothing match. Wardlow wins. They got up for the Powerbomb Symphony. The people like that. That's cool. And then Powerhouse Hobbs comes out and there's they go back and forth with the brawl and Samoa Joe and, and the embassy and, and everybody's a big old brawl. He'll stand tall. Powerhouse Hobbs is going to face Wardlow probably at the pay-per-view. I'm really looking forward to that match. That's the only thing worth talking about on this show whatsoever. Sounds like a fun time. Oh my goodness. What a show. What a show. Mm. Delete it from your DVRs if people still use DVRs. <laughs> this was one of the most inconsequential uh, televised episodes of AEW television that I have ever seen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not good enough. No. Book a better show. Yeah. Book a better show. Book a better show. Just. That's, that's the answer. Do it. <laughs> yeah. It is that simple, I promise. On that note. Uh, uh, before we get into the last of the Ultra Chats here, just want to say thanks to this video sponsor, Incogni. Thanks for sponsoring the show, Incogni. Uh, first 100 people to click that link at the top of the description. Get 20% off Incogni, which helps protect your data online and stops pricks using it against your wishes. Thanks, Incogni. Thanks, Incogni. Click the link. Yeah. Do the thing. Incogni.com slash WrestleTalk slash WT podcast. Exactly, yes. <sighs> Anywho, um, <clears throat> let's get into the last of your Ultra Chats here. Last chance to get those in at WrestleTalk.com forward slash support. Should I quickly lighten the mood? Yes. Oh, God. Yes, Tempest. Please lighten the mood. Uh, but because, quickly. Yes, because there will be a detail that will not be in the edited review. <laughs> yes. So, everybody, story time. It's oh, always yeah. it's always fun when you start talking and you're like, this is gonna go in the best of thing, isn't it? <laughs> so last night, yesterday, was Sullivan Bo Brown's birthday. Mm. Happy birthday, Sullivan. Happy birthday. Get on board. Subscribe to No Rules Bard. Yes. A lot of the No Rules Bard people were at Sullivan's flat having a birthday party. I wasn't, I was busy. You were busy. I'm sad about out. it. Yeah. You could have prevented this story from happening. And there may or may not have been alcohol involved. Everybody was very, uh, very, very having responsible. Fun. Yes, everybody's having a good time. Mm. Everybody was being responsible. Um, I have come to realize my error in all of this was I drank the bad decisions drink, mm. which is when you got a pretty good buzz going mm-hmm. and you pour yourself another drink, yeah. and that's when people start getting ready to leave. Yeah, and now it's not. Oh, this drink will last me an hour so you just sip it you nurse it a little bit it's like we gotta down this and go 
I down that drink mm. pretty quickly. Yeah. And it was a, it, I was a little heavy handed at this point in the night. And so I am leaving Sullivan's place. This is probably about three in the morning, I would say. And I get in my Uber to go. Not that far from his place to mine. I get in my Uber to go. I'm like, I'm going to order some food. Mm. Just, you know, have a little, have a little drunk meal. Mm. It'll be, it'll be lovely. I order this meal. I order some Wendy's. And the Wendy's is probably going to arrive in my flat about the same time that I will. Like, this is perfect. I get home, set my stuff down. I'm a little wobbly. And... I look and I check and there's the, the, the order. The car drives by, right? And it just stops like a few houses down. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to go get my food. And I go and I get my food. And I was like, they probably just like missed the, the number on the thing. And you know, it happens. Go, I get my food. I go back inside, set it down. And I'm getting ready. I'm excited. I'm getting ready to eat my delicious food. And like five minutes later, maybe, I get a phone call. And I'm like, hello? It's like, oh, it's your Uber driver got the food. I'm outside. I was like, oh, great. Okay. And I go outside. And you might be thinking, wait, what? But I'm in a stupor. And I think <laughs> nothing of this situation. I go outside. And I'm like, yeah, that, that's perfect. Thank you so much. I grab it and go back inside. And I set this bag down next to the other bag. And I was like, well, that's too many bags. Yeah. There, there's a problem here. Too much food. That that It's a lot of food. Mm. It's a lot of food. And... I'm sitting there and I'm like, okay, well, I guess, I guess someone else just ordered Wendy's this exact same time as me. And sorry, I guess I've got your food now. And I didn't even think about it that far because I was too drunk to make heads or tails of the situation and, and everything. It wasn't like, oh, I should go and see It's also like at this point, 3.30 in the morning. Mm -hmm. So I'm not going to go and knock on doors to be like, oh, I got you food, you know? Mm -hmm. So I'm like, well. I got, a, I got a lovely bounty here. I've got a, a plentiful meal in front of me. And I passed out. <laughs> <laughs> I ate chicken nuggets. Eight chicken nuggets were all that I ate. And I blacked out. Mm -hmm. And I did not set an alarm either. So there may have just been no Rampage review. <laughs> if, if, if there absolutely could have been. Because I woke up about the time that I'm getting ready to leave my apartment to mm -hmm. go here. Yeah. So very easily could have gone very wrong for the sake of work, but I'm, I'm a champion. I can rally and, and get things done. Watched rampage on double speed. And I, but I wake up and I'm like, my God, there's so much Wendy's around me. <laughs> I, it was like three burgers were sitting there. I had three orders of fries in this bag, two drinks and a chicken nugget. And I was just like, that's insane. What in the world? And I'm like, I'm also at this point, I haven't drank any water, by the way. Mix in a water, people. Don't be like me. And I'm like, okay, I need my bottle of water. I start to come to a little bit. I'm watching Rampage. I'm munching on some cold fries at this point. Disgusting. Every, it, yeah, it's a wonderful thing to wake up to. And going through, and I was just like, that's funny. What a what a what an ordeal. Got two two orders. Yeah. That's it's on someone's that's, food. Crazy. That's great. You know, yeah. maybe they just Made a mistake and sent two orders. Yeah. You know, things happen. And get to work, film everything. I wait for Pete to come in. Pete and I go to walk to, to the shop to get, I wanted a coffee, you wanted your lunch, and you astutely just pointed out, sure you didn't just order twice? <laughs> I was like, no. 
And this is the bit that's not going to be in the edited review. When I pulled out my phone, I was like, I really hope I didn't spend like 40 quid on mm -hmm. Wendy's last night. Yeah. And just look. And I made two orders for Wendy's <laughs> 10 minutes apart and was too drunk to remember that I'd already placed an order. <laughs> I have never been so drunk as to do that. Ah, oh, it was beautiful. The moment of me just saying, are you sure you didn't order twice? And you're like, I mean, I hope not. And then you got out your phone and we were walking towards the shop and then it was just silence from Tempest. And I was like, Oh, I think he's ordered twice, you know. Said, you, you, you're right, Tempest. Did you order twice, bud? And he was like, I ordered twice, Pete. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot believe this. And oh. again, I would never order the order that I made. <laughs> One of them was fairly close to the actual order that I probably intended to make. Yeah. Which was like a, a double combo fries drink and then nuggets to go with it sure that that sounds like a drunk meal that i would i would place the other order which i believe was the order that i placed first which makes even less sense <laughs> was like the same double combo yeah with an order of fries with a chicken sandwich <laughs> I would never place that order. <laughs> and I remembered none of it. Oh, it's beautiful. Absolutely none of it. Oh, so much fun. Well, good job, Tempest. Thanks, man. Proud of you. At least you came to work today. That's, I did. That, that's that, honestly. We're that's, going out that's, after this. That's an achievement. Yeah, we're going to go get drinks after this. I had like three hours sleep. <laughs> Sullivan didn't even drink on his birthday because he's got a performance today. He's doing a play. Everyone just got drunk around him. That's great. I also did have the moment today where I opened my backpack that I hadn't unloaded stuff from last night. Mm -hmm. And I pull out what remained of the bottle of Jack that I had been drinking. I was like, there's a lot less in here than I thought there was. <laughs> Because it was not a small bottle of Jack. Nope. And I did not share it. Nope. Oh, Tempest. I've not had a night like that. No. In years. Yeah. God, I'm sad I missed it. <laughs> I really wish I was there. Oh, uh, won both games of Clock Tower, though, because I am a champion. Of course. That's the way it works. Just wave got all the gold. Um, shall we get into the, the remaining of the Usi chats? I'm crying. Um, <laughs> last chance to get those in. WrestleTalk.com forward slash support. Matthew Robinson said, uh, The look from Roman Reigns when Jay misspeaks is just perfection. I'm telling you this is the slow uh, the slow return of main event Jay once he's thrown out and Sammy made an official Uso. I know everyone thinks Sammy, but I don't think WWE thinks Sammy can beat Roman. I don't know if that's true. It's Triple H. It's Triple H, and like Sami Zayn was the guy in NXT yeah. under Triple H's reign, so I don't know if that's true to say. I, I think it could could go either way. Yeah, and I'd be happy with either answer, mm -hmm. honestly. Yeah. 
Uh, BM Whitehouse said, uh, Back in January, the Usos and New Day had a match with the stipulation that if the New Day lost, they couldn't challenge the Usos for the tag titles again, and New Day did lose that match. Do you think WWE will honor this, or hope everyone forgot and do it again? I mean, I forgot. I forgot, so... Sure. Yeah. I would imagine they'll just pretend that didn't I... happen. On this occasion, this isn't very often, on this occasion... Just pretend it didn't happen yeah. because the story's too good to pass up yeah. of the New Day's title reign and everything. And uh, at the very least, you can finagle your way around it. I think it just becomes more awkward if you do that. I think just don't acknowledge it. Yeah, everyone right. you're forgotten. probably right. Uh, Sky Shadowrun said, "Hey lads, hope you're both well. Hope you're feeling better, Tempest. Uh, I don't know. Well, <laughs> I feel, no, I feel fine. I will yeah. say for some reason I I passed a certain age and oh, I they've they been." Uh, they, they, sickness wise they, they, yes they i mean, feel fine they thank mean you. the rona yes but yes thank you i i appreciate that uh but i i just don't really get hangovers that much anymore which is wild like i woke up very groggy and i needed some water and i've felt less than 100 today but i'm good crazy hangovers hit me so hard these days like two days um you're old Pete. i'm old i've <laughs> got one year. more year of uh, <laughs> exactly no yes senior yeah um, Sky Shadowrun said, Hey lads, hope you both well. Hope you're feeling better, Tempest. Uh, I don't know if it's just me, but it feels like Trips is playing GM mode and Crown Jewel is this Romplay or the Cryvalry so we can do better stuff pay per view. Great Usi chat. Thank you. Uh, yeah, it kind of does feel like that, doesn't it? Watch my GM. <clears throat> you should. On Parts of Unknown, go watch it. It's good stuff. Monday Night War. Uh, Sky Shadowrun again says, uh, As someone who started watching when Emma was around, I'm glad to see her back. Unrelated, but I know these things take time, but training the crowd to like wrestling has got to be tough. I just hope we at the very least get the legato chance from the crowd. I did have that thought as well. I was just like, come on, come on, crowd. You like to chant things. Yeah. Do the thing. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Uh, same person again says a third ultra chat from me, but I am so ready for more bloodline storylines, but I don't want it to be over. I think the bloodline is one of the only things I consistently look forward to on SmackDown. Even if it's something small, they're so fun to watch. Definitely. hundred percent. Totally agree. Matt Sweeney said, uh, I need to say how much I appreciate real Bray's promo since his return, especially last night. I hope other people with mental health slash personality disorders like me are finding these segments as profound as I am truly relatable and highly emotional. That's totally fair. Not yep. even an aspect of it that I considered, but that's awesome. If you're yep. taking that from that, that's amazing. Uh, Kid Phantom V3 said, I was there last night for both shows. It was great. Not to mention once uh, Jay said he doesn't care what Roman thinks. We had a UF up chant as well. You don't usually get that from WWE. No, it was really good though. Especially not in like a kayfabe context. Mm, and not yeah. like, haha, you made a botch. You, you made a botch, exactly, yeah. Uh, Rob Buck said, I love Bray, I really do, and I'm glad he's back, but we run the risk of losing interest if the story doesn't progress. He was supposed to address his demons, but didn't acknowledge Uncle Howdy at all. Haven't even shown him reacting to it. What is this? Well, I mean, I think you can at least rationalize it of like, he's addressing his demons being his emotional, you know, trauma and sure. how his emotions work and everything. Sure. But I do kind of agree that like, I need him to get to the point of what he's saying more often, you know, it's like he's getting cut off mid speech. I do kind of want to hear a whole speech. Yeah. You know? Yep. I'm with you. 
Uh, on the subject of AEW, Cassidy Delaney said, Hey there, lads. I've been thinking that Y2J's next ROH champ that he fights will be Chris Hero, because if it's if it's not only world champs, then he'd be perfect. Uh, also, another one that'd be great if we're sticking with non-world champs is Shane Taylor. Be fun. I'd love a Shane Taylor appearance in AEW. I would as well. Big fan of Shane Taylor. Yeah, Shane great. Taylor's great. Yeah. I, I mean, Chris Hero, yeah. I, I've been... That'd I've be been, cool. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I said like a, a month or so ago. It was a while ago, because... Claudio is still champion, mm -hmm. but I wanted to see that be the main event of final battle. Chris Hero versus Claudio for the ROH world title would have been mm -hmm. mwah. Yeah, but we're not going to get that. If we can still get Hero versus Jericho, that'd be fun. Hero versus Jericho. Then after this is a post-match beatdown, Claudio comes out for the save, and you have uh, Kings of Wrestling standing side by side. Oh, the Kings of Wrestling. That's like cool. It wouldn't. You'd have to. Whatever. You'd have to get there somehow. But Kings of Wrestling versus FTR sounds great. Ooh. That is Ring fun. Honor World Tag Team title match. That's not bad. You know, I like the sound of that. Cassie Delaney again says, also I'm thinking with how Rampage ended last night, do you think we get War Joe and FTR versus the Embassy and Hobbs in Blood and Guts? Because it looks like that is something that very well might happen and I'm 100% here for it if they do. Uh, if they wanted not to like... Blood and Guts, I don't think so. Yeah. I don't know. It would be they, weird. They like... just did Blood and Guts not long ago, right? When yeah, was that? Yeah, I mean, it was like June. June, July-ish? Yeah. It was to... like a week after uh, Forbidden Door because remember they finished the Forbidden the the Forbidden Door the Forbidden Door the Forbidden Door show closed with the lead into Blood and Guts and like why did, did you do that Yeah, you know? yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't know if they wanted to put like a big attraction match on Final Battle to like really mm -hmm. sell the show. I that's I've heard worse ideas. Mm -hmm. It's solid enough. Yeah. Uh, Rob Buck said, On to Rampage. I don't think the AEW thumbnail department understood the assignment for the Swerve segment. Or maybe they did. I mean, the title match is the thumbnail. I don't know. I was too busy watching SmackDown. Anyway, have a good weekend, gents. LIW for life. I haven't seen that. I'm not even sure what this is about. I, I'm assuming it's the, the uh, AEW clip of the Swerve segment on YouTube. Yeah, maybe. But I haven't seen I, it. So I wasn't I really paying that much attention when they were running down matches for mm -hmm. whenever. Yeah. I don't know. But I bet you're right, Rob. Yeah. Mayor of Painesville Dan said, Hey guys, hope you're well. Tempest is very right. Finally, we can agree on something. Rampage is boring. Sorry to the person, but if you have Matt Taven main event with that roster, something is wrong. I do not like it anymore. It is not enough. Sad face. Yeah. You made Mayor of Painesville Dan sad. How dare you? Look what you did, AEW. How dare you? How damn you? Um... Uh, J-Ho Han Solo said, uh, ultra chatting, oozy chatting, uh, because I just submitted my early applications for college. Coming out of a very stressful week where one of our classmates attempted suicide on campus, thankfully she's alive, I'm always grateful for how much you prioritize mental health. Take care of yourselves. Take care, everybody. It's important. Check on your loved ones. I agree. Uh, Scott Woodford, uh, said, uh, man in the mask, you make me feel happy and oozy. <laughs> And uh, just very quickly as well, we wanted to give some pledge hammer shout outs to a couple of people as last minute, and it's just been added to the dock. I don't know if the Hall of Fame music is going to work, but I pressed the button. I, I think hear it I hear it playing somewhere, so I assume it's working. Sounds kind of loud, but it's fine. Uh, thank you for our pledge hammers on our Patreon page. 
because Kevin Stone Con said so. Yeah. And, and the Vindicator, Finn Brennan. <laughs> Thank you, Pledgehammers on the Patreon page. Appreciate it. I don't normally do this, by the way, but I'm going to ask now. If y'all haven't signed up to our Patreon page, I would love it if you did. Uh, because before the end of the month, because normally a lot of people have pledged because it rolls over at the start of every month. It's not the way it is now, by the way. You just get charged on the same day every month. So if you pledge now, you get charged on the 29th of November. That's how it works now instead of on the 1st, which is good. I'd really love it if we got to 1,750 backers by the end of the month. We've got two days and we're on like 1720 or something like that. So we're pretty close. It would be really cool. It's playing really loudly. Yeah, I thought it might. Oh. It, would be, it would be really cool if we could get there by the end of the month. Patreon.com forward slash Russell Talk. There's so much content over there. Russell Talk After Dark on Wednesday was uh, Bound for Glory 2005. <laughs> with yeah. Luke and Ollie, the, they review a retro show. We have Russell Talk After Dark where a bunch of people gather around and just chat about nonsense. Russell Talk Behind the Scenes with me, Tempest, Luke and Ollie where we talk about like the history of Russell Talk, talk about any behind the scenes stories we have from the past month like we were talking about our watch party in September. We were talking about the uh, New Go Japan show. The New Japan show that we went to. All the all the stuff that we do behind the scenes here. And we also have the Rust Talk mailbag as well. You guys, it's basically like a QA. You guys send in your questions. We answer them. Luke and a special guest each month. We have Fan Calls on Mania, Monday Night War, Early Access, like so much stuff on our Patreon page. So please go check it out. Patreon.com forward slash Rust Talk. Don't normally do like a hefty plug like that, but I really want to hit that number. It ma numbers make me happy. And if we could hit 1750 by the end of the month, it would make me so, so happy. We've already at the highest number of pledge hammers that we've ever had on our Patreon page, which is amazing. Thank you guys so much. But I would love to hit 1750 by the end of the month, if we can. 5, 27, 32, this makes me so, 40. makes me so happy, Tempest. Thank you. It's numbers. On that note, I'm just going to double check if we've got any uh, last minute ultra chats here. We don't. Uh, it's so loud was the last bit that's on the dock. Sorry. We'll fix um, it. We'll, we'll fix that in post. No, we won't. We'll fix that for the next stream, though. We're live, uh, pal. We're live, pal. Uh, thank you guys so much uh, for watching the show. Excuse me. That came out of nowhere. Thank you so much for watching the show. Uh, we are going to go now. Bye. Bye-bye. <laughs> uh, if you haven't already, please like the video and subscribe. We're going to have loads more content coming soon. Of course, it's Crown Jewel next week. Going to have live reactions to that show, podcast review, all that jazz. Uh, this man's going to be defending his Jam That Championship against Ollie. Going to have the predictions for that next week and the live reactions and the podcast review. So subscribe for more content. And we'll see you guys in another stream sometime soon. Goodbye. Jam That Jam. LOW for life. All the gold. Feeling oozy. Woo. Oop, wait, let me do the thing. I forgot that I had this. That's a little subscribe thingy. That's isn't, neat. Isn't that cool? Do oh, the, wow. Do the thing, gang. Do, do all that. Bye. Bye. Small details are big surfaces, tight corners are odd shapes, flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or 
anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1, only from Rust-Oleum. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.